Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it as we always do. It's time for our Monday Morning Discipleship Podcast. Monday morning, we like to come on and give you something on Monday to supplement uh, what you may have heard on Sunday. Before we get started, very quickly, our announcement. If you enjoy what we do here on the Purpose and Beyond Podcast, we invite you to consider becoming a sponsor of this podcast. Visit www.patreon.com forward slash purpose and beyond to check out the different levels of sponsorship that we offer some as little as $5 a month. We will be offering exclusive content and merchandise at select levels for our patrons. We do this as a labor of love and an extension of our ministry, but a little support would go a long way in support of the hours of work that it takes to bring you a podcast three times a week. So if you would like to sponsor us, visit www dot patreon.com forward slash purpose and beyond to do so and uh, we will give you a little information on how you can donate in a more traditional way uh, at the end of the podcast let's get back to our series though monday morning discipleship and we've been talking for the last eight weeks perfect peace in an imperfect life well not the past eight weeks we took a little break uh in there but that's been our series uh perfect peace in an imperfect life this is week nine And I can tell you, we got two more weeks this week and next week. We're going to wrap up this series and then we'll move on uh, to another direction, uh, whatever the Lord tells us. But we're going to end it uh, after next week's podcast, if the Lord says so. So this is week nine, perfect peace in an imperfect life. And I'm going to go ahead and get right into it because I want to share some more with you all from overcoming your Pharaoh. But I also want to go uh, to the word of God. Uh, to just kind of support what it is uh, that we've been uh, uh, sharing and teaching and and kind of uh, explaining and and all that good stuff. So let me go back to uh, this chapter in overcoming your Pharaoh on spiritual anxiety. And we've been talking about worry. I want to share a little bit of this before we get to uh, some scripture on today and uh, where we left off last week. And I want to back up a little bit uh, to this paragraph we were dealing with last week when we talked about the fact that what's really bothering us is what's happening next or what we think is going to happen next. So let me read that, that paragraph. I'll go back up actually two paragraphs. And I read this. I said, however, Jesus takes us even further away from worry. That is if we're willing to go, he tells us in Matthew six and 34. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Next paragraph said, isn't that really what's bothering us? Stop and think about it. As much as we really believe that we're worried about right now, we're really not. What we're really worried about is what's going to happen next. Even when you're in a tight spot, you're not thinking about right now. You're thinking about what comes next and how you'll get out of it. Your thoughts aren't on your current state. Your thoughts are on your future state. And so we talked about that last week. We're really worried about what's going to happen next. We become fortune tellers. (laughs) I can just say it like this. We start looking down the road. We pull out our crystal ball and say, man, this is going to turn into this. And this is going to turn into that. And I shared with you all last week. I said, you know, listen, there are times where we think, well, this thing is going to turn into this thing. And sometimes that happens. y'all. Let's be let's be real about it. But at the same time, we have to consider the fact that there are plenty of times that we're worried and concerned about something happening. It never happens. It never happens. Now, some of you might be saying to yourself, you know, the reason it never happened is because of what I did. I did something to prevent it from happening. 
isn't that lining up with what I'm telling you right now? If you take care of right now, you ain't got to worry about what happens next. And really, y'all, that's where we get trapped in the worry. That's what robs us of our peace. So this next paragraph, I touched on this last week and I said I was going to pick it up this week. I said, this is how the devil traps us in the what if and takes our mind off the I am. We'll get to that in just a second. We get so focused on what's next that we forget to take care of what's right now. We get so focused on what happens to be dark day or what appears rather to be dark days ahead that we forget that God is providing light right now. Jesus is looking to refocus us and take us out of a state of worry by reminding us that we have no idea what's waiting for us tomorrow. So our focus needs to be on today. Y'all see that? He's taking us out of it. Jesus says, refocus. Take you out of a state of worrying uh, uh, about uh, tomorrow by reminding you that you have no idea what's coming tomorrow. And our focus needs to be on today. Let me go a little bit further. I preached a, a sermon just this past Sunday where I talked about uh, New Year, same God. And one of the things that I talked about in that sermon was the fact that so many of us, I, I talked about the fact that my pastor said this, Pastor Damon Mosley, uh, my pastor said this when we were coming out of 2020, going into 2021. And so many people were like, oh my God, I can't be glad. I can't, I, I can't wait till 2020 is over. I'll be so glad when 2020 is over. All oh, 2021 is going to be my year. And my pastor said, be careful how you get rid of 2020 because you don't know what's coming in 2021. And I shared in that sermon, I said, I, I'm a living witness to what pastor said. Because as hard as 2020 was on so many of us, and it was hard on me too, 2021 was worse. 2021 was worse. I've, I've shared with you all in great detail about all of the, the, the things that happened with my mom in 2021. Oh man, if I, if, if I knew that I was coming to 2020, uh, 2021 rather, I wouldn't have been in such a hurry to get to 2021. If I knew all of the troubles that my mom was going to have and then eventually passing away, I would have said, take your time, 2021. I ain't worried about it. Take your time. So, so again, y'all, we have to be careful how we look too far into the future. And even now, even in that example, some of you may be thinking to yourself, maybe I should have been worried because the next year was worse. Well, here's the other thing, y'all. Cause I'm telling you, God going to support me on a lot of what I'm saying here. Even worrying about 2021, I couldn't do anything about it. There was nothing that I could have done to prevent anything that happened in 2021. As I, as I shared in the sermon, I said, thank God that he kept me in 2020 and 21. So I needed God to keep me. But, but, but let me go back to this book here before we get to scripture. This overcoming your fear. I said, this is how the devil traps us. He traps us in the what if. He traps us in all of the negative possibilities. There are negative possibilities, but there are also positive possibilities. But the devil traps us in, oh my God, it's going to be horrible. This is going to be terrible. I wrote this right here. I said, we get so focused on what appears to be dark days ahead that we forget that God is providing light right now. Again, we look at Matthew 6. Jesus is talking about all the things that God is doing. Now, you all are worried about this and worried about that, and you're forgetting how God is providing and making a way right now. 
You forget about what he's doing right now. Let me read a little bit further here before I get to scripture. Another paragraph here, overcoming your Pharaoh. If we're really focused, we realize that just as Jesus said, there's enough stuff going on today to keep us busy by looking too far into the future and neglecting what we have to do right now. We often double or maybe even triple the load that we have to carry. No doubt God will help you to carry any load that you have, but taking care of today's things today can make tomorrow's load easier. The point I was trying to make here is that just, just take care of what's in front of you. Just take care of what's in front of you. Oftentimes, y'all, again, those of you who know me and those of you who follow me uh, in, in, in any other area of ministry, you know that there's a lot going on. There's a lot on my plate. You know, we launched a church. That means I got Bible class. I got a radio broadcast. Got a podcast. I got a, a Thursday Bible class that I have to go out and teach at the assistant living facility. I got a lot of stuff going on. And that means there's a lot of preparation that has to happen. Rarely am I talking to you all on the podcast about the same things that I'm talking about on the radio broadcast, which means I'm doing a whole different series over there than I'm doing over here. And then we got three different days here with the podcast, right? And, and again, at, at, after that, whatever I'm teaching in Bible class on Tuesday night for the church now, that's not the same thing that I'm teaching on Thursday afternoon to the seasoned saints down at the sister living facility, right? And it has nothing to do with what I got to preach on Sunday. Never mind other preaching engagements and things like that. There's a lot going on. One of the things that I found out, outside of that being husband, being daddy, one of the things that I found out was I said, preacher, pastor, reverend, put all this stuff in order. Don't get caught up in the next day before you're done with this day. So even as I'm talking to you all for Monday morning discipleship, I'm recording this on Sunday night. I don't have my Bible sitting on side of me worried about Tuesday night Bible class because I need to be focused on what I'm doing right now. Once this is done, then I'll get to the next thing that's on the calendar, right? So, so what I'm saying here is that you have to take care of today's load today because if you spend a lot of time worrying about tomorrow's load, next thing you know, it's going to be tomorrow. And not only will you have today's stuff and tomorrow's stuff, now you're a day behind. And so you got to take care of today's stuff. Let me go to some scripture very quickly with the time that we have left. And I, and I dug up an example. I dug up an example. Now, now um, we talk about this perfect peace. And again, I'm, I'm trying to help you clear out the cobwebs. I'm trying to help you to clear out the confusion. And I wrote a note down here. I want to make sure that I, I state this before I get to the scripture on today. I said a lack of peace comes from a place of fear. A lack of peace comes from a place of fear. What do you mean when you say that, Pastor? A lack of peace means that I'm afraid that what happens next Number one, won't be what I want it to be. Number two, might in fact be devastating. And number three, I may not survive it. These are all things that can cause a level of fear, concern, trepidation. That's what that does. So this, this, this lack of peace comes from a place of fear. What if the devil has trapped me in? What if? What if it all falls apart after this one thing? This thing happened. This bill came along that you weren't expecting. Uh, wh what if all your bills start acting like this? Your car broke down. 
What, what, what if you don't have this? Or what if you don't have a way to get to work? You might lose your job. Or, you know, all of these things that the devil traps us in. Instead of us saying, let me take care of it right now. A lack of peace comes from a place of fear. So listen, in your leisure, in your leisure, I'm going to go over a couple of these things here, but in your leisure, read Exodus chapter three and four. And we're going to go through it a little bit here. I'm not going to read it verse by verse, but in your leisure, read Exodus chapter three, verse four. So let me set the scene here for you. God is speaking to Moses through a burning bush. And God is getting ready to send Moses to deal with Pharaoh. And in a, in a, in a whole in that whole let my people go scenario. You about to go face off with Pharaoh. When you look at this burning bush situation and God starts talking to Moses, Moses gives God every excuse in the book why he should not be the one to go. Now, again, I'm not going to read it all, but I, I took the liberty of writing down a few things. And I'm going to touch on a couple of these passages of scripture. So in all of these things, and all of this, God says, listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go. Moses has a, a point of trepidation, fear, whatever you want to call it. He's certainly not at peace about what God is telling him. Let's look at some excuses that Moses gave God. First thing he says is, who am I? Who am I, God? Who am I to go? God's response was not really, <laughs> I want you to hear me good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God didn't tell Moses who he was because see, sometimes we get caught up in that. Moses said, who am I to go to Pharaoh? Who am I to go and tell Pharaoh to let these people go? God didn't respond by telling Moses, well, this is who you are, Moses. He responded by telling Moses who he was. <laughs> God says, I'm with you. This is, this is all you need to know. You're trying to figure out who you are. I'm going to be with you. That's what you need to know. Because see, you let them worry about who you are. You worry about who with you. So, so Moses, first thing, he says, who am I? God says, I'm with you. I'm going to be with you. Next thing, Moses says this. He said, who, who should I say sent me? Who should I say sent me to do this? God has a response for him. Now, again, every, everything that Moses is saying is out of fear. Well, 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 well who do I tell him? God says this. He says, uh, I am that I am sent. I am that I am. You tell them that. You tell them Yahweh sent you. You tell them Jehovah sent you. You tell them the Lord sent you. This is, they, they, they're not going to recognize, they, they're not going to believe that I really know who they are. God says, you tell them, tell them who I am, right? What, what, he said, they won't believe me. Or they won't listen to me. God's response, the answer is in your hand. So again, you read chapter three, verse, uh, uh, chapters three and four. God says, take the staff in your hand, throw it down. Staff turns into a, a snake. Let me, let me read this. Let me read this very quick. It's right in front of me. So, so Exodus chapter four, verse one. Y'all give me some time with this. New Living Translation. But Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked him, what is that in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. Verse three, throw it on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff and it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. Then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it. And it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. God says in verse five, perform this sign. The Lord told him. Then they will believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob really has appeared to you. Then the Lord said to Moses, now put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand inside his cloak. And when he took it out, his hand was white as snow with a severe skin disease. 
Verse seven. Now put your hand back in your cloak. The Lord, the Lord said. So Moses put his hand back in and when he took it out again, it was as healthy as the rest of his body. The Lord said to Moses, if they do not believe you and are not convinced by the first miraculous sign, they will be convinced by the second. And if they don't believe you or listen to you, even after these two signs, then take some water from the Nile River and pour it out on the dry ground. When you do, the water from the Nile will turn into blood on the ground. So in all of his fear and trepidation, God is saying, I got an answer for all of it. I got an answer for everything that you're afraid of. Right. One more, one more time. Let me paraphrase this very quickly. Moses finally says, well, I'm not a good speaker. I'm not good with my words. I'm not. And, and if you keep on reading, you find out that God gets angry with Moses. God says, listen, he says, I made a person's mouth. I'm the one who decides who speaks and who doesn't. So I will instruct you what to say. But again, again, Moses, and, and, and let me let me catch myself here. Moses, then he still said, just send somebody else. And God says, listen, I, I'm getting a little tired of this. And everything that you had a concern about or worried about, I have an answer. That's the point of all of this. What's the point? Don't worry or fret because God is with you and he's in control. And for whatever problem that you have, he has an answer. No matter what the fear, no matter what the worry, no matter what the concern, Moses could not stump God. Why? Because he's God. So whatever your concern is, whatever your fear, whatever your worry is, God's got an answer at every turn for every reason that you can give God that it won't work out. God is telling you, I'm with you and I'm in control. Ultimately, that's what he was telling Moses. I'm with you and I'm in control. As long as you don't forget this, it's going to work out in your favor. We know the story. We know what happened when Moses went to Pharaoh. It wasn't easy. We wrote a whole book about it. That's why we're in here right now, overcoming your Pharaoh. And it wasn't but the Holy Spirit that led me back to Moses here because I hadn't planned on dealing with Moses while I'm dealing with overcoming your Pharaoh. But here we are. That's how the Holy Spirit works. We know everything that happened. But overall, the point that God was making with Moses, the point that he's making with you, my brother, my sister, is whatever you think you're scared of, whatever you think you're worried about, whatever you think won't go in your favor. God is saying, I'm with you and I'm in control. That doesn't mean it won't be. That doesn't mean everything's going to be easy. That doesn't mean you won't have trouble. But God says in the midst of all of it, I'm with you and I'm in control. Let me go back to the book with the time that we have left. I want to share uh, these last couple paragraphs and then next week we'll finish up uh, on this series. Perfect peace and an imperfect life. I hope this is all making sense to you all. Let me read another paragraph. Going back to overcoming your fear. Often we'll ask someone how they're doing and their response may be taking it one day at a time. I usually respond. That's the only way God gives it to us. So we really have no choice. But there's wisdom in that response. Taking it one day at a time. Right. There's wisdom in that response. As we can see, it's even scripturally sound. Taking things one day at a time is a measured way to do life. I understand that there are some things that we have to plan for, but we should do so out of a sense of preparedness, not worry. We should think ahead on the good things of life, not the things that give us stress. This whole chapter has been about spiritual anxiety. 
So again, as I said here in this paragraph, taking it one day at a time is a measured way to do life. When I shared with you all, you know, last week, you know, concerning my mom, where the doctors were saying, well, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. I said, okay, hey, I hear you there. And I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but I need to know what to do right now to take care of mama while she's living. You're giving me a forecast. You're giving me information. I appreciate your information, but she's not gone yet, which means she still needs care. That was my point. Tell me what to do right now. You telling me she leaving. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Tell me what to do for her right now. This, this, this word I'm giving you all here again, there's some things that we do have to plan for. And I said, we should do so out of sense, out of a sense of preparedness, not worry. We shouldn't plan for things because we're worried. We should be prepared. We should be prepared. And, and I'm not trying to gloss over. I'm not trying to minimize the struggles and the, and the challenges of life. I'm not trying to do that. What I'm trying, what I'm trying to stress to you all, I'm trying to stress it and stress may not be the best word. What I'm trying to emphasize, let me see, let me use that word. What I'm trying to emphasize to you all is that the Bible says, don't worry. This is a human reaction. God is saying, I need you to be spiritual about this thing. Jesus says, don't worry. Tomorrow's going to take care of itself. You got today. Last paragraph, and then we're getting out of here on today. All we've got is right now. And even that isn't as bad as we make it seem at times. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> y'all hear what I'm saying? All we've got is right now. And even that isn't as bad as we make it seem at times. However, I'm always encouraged to know that I serve a God that will be with me day by day. I'm encouraged to know that I don't have to wonder if he'll meet me down the road somewhere because he's been walking this road with me all along. We've been going in the same direction all this time. He leads and I follow. I sometimes don't know where we're headed, but I trust my God. I'm enjoying my right now moments with him. And while I don't know what the future holds, I know who holds the future. And even more than that, I know who holds right now. Here's the thing. I'll leave you all with this and then we'll pick it up again on next week. As we just said here in this paragraph, all we've got is right now. And if you don't catch anything else out of what I'm telling you today, and God is with you, right now you want peace as, as as proverbs 3 5 and 6 when talks about trusting the lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding you want peace stop leaning on your own understanding stop leaning on your own forecast about what's gonna happen stop leaning on what you think gonna happen stop leaning on the fact that you think it's all gonna fall apart this that and the other stop leaning on that go back to your bible that's why I tell you all all the time. You need the words. You don't need catchphrases. You don't need slogans. You don't need inspirational speech. If you really want to get to a place where the devil doesn't trap you in the what if and you're focusing on the I am, you have got to get back to your Bible. It's in the word of God. All we've got is right now, but God is with you right now. 
And if you really, really, really know the God of the Bible, the same God I was telling you about, the same God that just told Moses, he said, I'm the God of Isaac, Abraham and Jacob. I'm that God. The God I preached about this past Sunday. And I talked about New Year's same God. I said, I want the same God that's been delivering people forever. I want that God. I don't need no new God. If you got that God and you know that he's with you and you're leaning on him, I'm not telling you you'll you'll never be uncomfortable. But the more you lean on him, the less you're going to worry. Trust me on this. And if you don't trust me, go ahead and try me. And once you get done trying me and you get, get done trying your Bible, you'll learn to not trust me. You'll start trusting him. I'm just telling you what I've experienced. I'm telling you what I've know. I'm telling you how God has been there. I'm telling you how God has brought me peace. This last season that I came out of, everybody kept trying to figure out how come you got peace? How come you got peace? And I kept saying, because I know him and I trust him. Let me leave it right there before I start preaching. That's all the time that we got for this week's Monday morning discipleship. We'll pick it up next week. If the Lord says so, it's going to be our last week. We talk about perfect peace and an imperfect life. I hope you all have been blessed by what we've been sharing so far. Um, stay with us. And again, if you missed any of these episodes, go back and listen to some of the other ones. And I believe that you'll be blessed by what we have to share. Let me give you our tag as we always do. If you'd like to keep up with us, the best way to do that, check us out at the ministry's website, www.krjministries.org. One more time, www.krjministries.org. Stop by there. We do believe that you will be blessed. Listen, wherever you listen to this podcast, we encourage you to hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to us on whatever platform. You can even listen to us on Facebook now. Go to the ministry's Facebook page, Kelly R. Jackson Ministries on Facebook. You can listen to the podcast right there on Facebook and you can subscribe there so you can know when new episodes become available. But wherever you listen to this podcast, subscribe to us and then tell somebody, share it on your timeline. Tell somebody that you're being blessed by the Purpose and Beyond podcast. We would definitely appreciate uh, that level of support. I neglected to tell you, if you'd like to purchase any of our written works, go to the publishing website, www.krjpublishing.com. Pick up one of those books. We do believe that you will be blessed uh, by that as well. Listen, if you would like to become a sponsor, we told you at the beginning of the podcast, if you'd like to become a sponsor of this podcast, go to our Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash purpose and beyond find out how can you you can be a sponsor of this podcast uh just in support of what we do here if you would like to support us in a in a more traditional way if you just like to sow a a, a regular seed if you will just one tangible donation you can do so at the ministries website www.krjministries.org forward slash donate you can do it right there on that page any level of support that you give us will definitely definitely be appreciated by us that's all the time that we've got for our monday morning discipleship uh, podcast perfect peace and an imperfect life we hope that you're being blessed by the series again we're going to close it out on next week but we definitely appreciate you all checking us out this week god bless you and god keep you as my prayer as always we'll see you all on next time be blessed <music>